Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For You From Eve. I am your host, Olivia, and I'm so excited to have you listening to my podcast again. I kind of want to go through and run a few changes that I was thinking of making. Also, I'm testing out my new microphone, my whole new setup that I created. I still have to kind of decorate it a little bit in my office because I got these I got these a while ago. Um, Someone gave them to me and they're like supposed to stop the echo in the room. So I got these and right now they are literally surrounding my desk because I haven't put them up on a wall yet. I haven't decided where I'm going to put them, where I'm supposed to put them, et cetera, et cetera. But hi, if this setup is working good, then good. I honestly half recorded this episode. Like I recorded the introduction without the things and I listened and I was like oh wow it sounds a lot worse and then I recorded with the things and I was like okay it sounds better so I wouldn't deliver something with horrible quality for you guys so hope that hope you guys know that but anyways hi happy Friday let's start off with the update that I wanted to ask you guys and share with you guys and if you guys are listening on Spotify you could actually answer me through Spotify so That's something that you can do if you want to answer me through Spotify, if you want to direct message me. I ran an Instagram poll this week, kind of just asking you guys what you want to see from my account, both Instagram and podcast. I know normally when podcast accounts have Instagrams, their Instagram doesn't really get used too much, but I don't want mine to just be a podcast Instagram. I want it to also be my life and my lifestyle and my wellness and health journey for you guys to get to know me more. When I had uploaded on my Instagram and said, let me know, you know, things you think I should change on my Instagram. A lot of you said, post more about yourself. Like we want to know about your life too. You know, like we hear you talk to us every week. We want to know who you are and what you do and what you're up to. So I decided that I will be more myself on Instagram. I feel like I was very guest focused and I think now I'll be a little bit more, not that I I love my guests and I still want to continue to have them on, but I think I'm going to be just a little bit more, I guess, showing my real life on my, on my Instagram. I also ran a poll that said, do you guys prefer when I have guest episodes or solo episodes? And about 70% was for solo episodes, which I found to be a shock because when I first began my podcast, I remember everyone telling me because I was originally going to make this a monthly guest and then solo episodes once a week. And so many people were telling me like, don't do that. Like people are going to get so bored. They're going to want people and like they're going to want to listen to guests more than just you, which I don't think was meant in an an offensive way. I think it was just like, this is what I like to listen to, which I totally agree with. I definitely love listening to guest episodes, but I do kind of catch myself listening to more solo episodes. Like I kind of prefer listening to Emma Chamberlain than The Skinny Confidential sometimes because I'm like, I'd rather just have one voice talking to me as if I'm on FaceTime with my friend. And like I said, I love having guests on because I learn so much from them and they just teach me so much and it's always a great conversation. So I would never stop having guests on my show. However, I was thinking that maybe my new schedule on what I do on the show could be uploading, you know, for you Friday, still every Friday, because I love the name of the series and just love how the series is because it's like a Friday, you're going into your weekend. It's like that one reminder that you have before going into your weekend. You know, today we're talking about relationship and friendship advice that you guys asked me. So you're going to go into your weekend knowing this stuff. And then I think what I'm going to do following up with that is I will do a monthly guest. So once a month, I will have a guest on the show to talk about blah, blah, blah. 
um, whatever it is that, you know, I have them on to talk about and then I will be uploading more solo episodes. As of right now, I'm going to stay with one Friday episode and then one monthly episode starting in November, but I will try. I'm honestly, maybe I will try to kind of do a Monday, Friday solo episode, like two solo episodes a week. Let me know how you guys think about that, how you guys feel about it. I'm definitely a little bit busy with school, so I can't promise that. So I can promise you one Friday, every single Friday, I will have an episode up for you guys from me solo episode, but I can't promise that I can have Monday and Friday both from me as of right now, just looking at my schedule and stuff. But I think right now we're going to do once a Friday solo episode and then once a month. And I will obviously let you guys know what day it is, but I don't have like a set date right now. What day of the month I'm going to have a guest on. It could be different. And we're going to leave it at that. And I hope you guys like that. And that kind of that way I kind of can accommodate the people who like solo episodes more because I prefer them more as well. And then also have people who love having guests on also make sure this, you know, podcast isn't going to be just me. It's going to be guests as well. So best of both worlds. I'm sorry that took a little bit of time to explain. Um, I really didn't mean for it to take that long to explain, but we're going to go ahead and get in with the advice Q&A. Like I said, I posted on my Instagram story this week and said, let me know questions you want to know about relationship and friendship and kind of just how the main message behind it is how self-love affects our relationships and our friendships. So that's kind of what I want to talk with you guys about today is just every, I mean, you guys asked me questions, so I'm going to go through and answer them and kind of just make the point that at the end of the day, all of this could be, I guess you could say healed through the relationship with yourself. Question one, how do I stop loving someone who doesn't love me back? I think that this is something everyone has gone through at least once in their life where you have feelings for someone and they don't have feelings for you back and you're just like, but why? Like, why not? Why don't you? Um, I think that this sucks because, I mean, obviously every situation is is different. Some situations you tell this person you like them and they don't like you back. Maybe the person who asked likes someone but never even asked them if, you know, they like her back. You know, there could be a lot of different situations where – you know, this could be a thing. So I'm going to say the situation is you like someone, you don't know if they like you back and then we'll do the other situation. So you like someone and you're like, I don't think that they like me back. Like I've had a crush on this person for like months and I've, you know, been around them and they like, I feel like they like someone else or they just hook up with a bunch of girls. So I don't really know if they would be interested in me and et cetera, et cetera. I'm someone that no matter what, I've always kind of shown the way that I felt. Whether I was angry at someone, I would confront the situation. Whether I was upset with someone, I would confront the situation. I never did not confront a situation because I just hated feeling the way that I felt. And I'd be like, I don't want to feel this way for another minute. So I'm just going to tell this person how I feel. So that's how I've always been. I think that there's definitely moments where that shouldn't happen. (laughs) Like you shouldn't do that right away. So my first advice is let's say you're like, wow, I have feelings for this person. Like you realize that you're like, I've had feelings for this person for like the past month. I don't know how I didn't see it. You know, like I totally, totally like this person. And you're like, I don't know if I should tell them. I feel like they probably wouldn't like me back. Like, I don't know what to do. My first step would be to kind of just be in front of their face more, which sounds weird, but it's like try to find little ways to see them more without making it obvious, you know. 
find ways to see them in the hallways more or to be there when their friends are there more, not in like a stalker way, but like in a way what they're, where they're going to see you more, but in a casual way. I don't know if they're your friend or not. So that way they'll get to see you more and you'll be on their mind. And when you do see them, be a little flirtatious, like be a little bit like talking to them a little more and smiling with them a little more and giggling with them a little more. And I know you're probably like, oh, like I hate girls that do this. But honestly, this is going to make this guy think of you a little bit more. So my advice would be to just be in their face a little bit more. And then once you kind of get the vibe of, wait, I think that they might like me back, I would just tell them. I wouldn't wait on them to make the first move for the, if you want, like wait like a few a week or two. But after that, I'd be like, okay, I can't wait anymore. I want to know if this person likes me because if they don't, I'll move on. If they do, great. So that way you'll kind of get in their minds a little bit before telling them how you feel, which I think would make a huge, huge difference. And let's say the situation is different and you like this person and you told this person you liked them and they didn't like you back and now you kind of want to get over them. I obviously don't know how old you are, but I really don't think it matters. My demographic ranges from like 14 to like 28 and anywhere in between those ages, it is not too late to like someone else. I think that when you're in middle school or high school and you like someone and they don't like you back, you just have it stuck in your head that no one will ever like you back again. You're like, this guy didn't like me back. Like, great. Like no guy's ever going to like me back. And going forward, you're going to be like, this guy's not going to like me. I don't like, you're going to think every guy doesn't like you back because of this one kid. And that's a totally, honestly, it's a total normal way to feel after you have your first crush that doesn't like you back. You're just going to assume any guy you like isn't going to be into you. My advice with that is, because that's like a really sucky situation when you put yourself out there and you get rejected. But at the end of the day, number one, it happens to everyone. Like you are, that's not an embarrassing thing that has only happened to you. It has happened to everyone. Number two, there are so many other people out there. Like if you search, like I want you to stop this podcast and Google right now, how many men are in the world? And then think of that one, you know what? Let's search it up right now. Let's see. How many men are in the world? In the world, 3.930 billion, billion. So basically 4 billion males, right? Let's call it 4 billion males. There's 4 billion males in the world and you're going to focus on one that doesn't like you back? Like, come on, there's so many places to go. And especially at such a young age, like you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who's going to move into your town next. You never know. Maybe you're going to go on a vacation and fall in love. You never know what's in front of you. And if you tell someone you like them and they don't like you back, like, bye. That's just like one, they just got in your way. And now you're one step closer to finding the guy you're going to be with forever. And I think especially when we're young, as young females, we try to rush into being with someone. We're like, I want to be married by 25. So like, I want to meet the person I'm going to marry by like, you know, 20, 21. And then you're like trying to rush to it, but there's no rush in life. Like we have to stop with this imaginary timeline that society created for us. And we need to live by our own path and by our own steps and our own journey. Because when you rush towards things like that, when you're in a relationship and you rush to getting married, you don't live in the moment of being in that relationship. And you miss out on all those things because you're just so focused on what's going to happen in the future. And I'm 100% guilty of this where 
I look forward to things like obviously it's good to look forward to things, but I'll it'll I'll be on like my Christmas vacation and I'll be like, I can't wait for New Year's vacation. It's like, why are you even thinking about that? Like think about right now. Like think about the fact that you're at Christmas vacation right now. Don't think about what's going to happen in two weeks from now. Think about where you are right now so it doesn't fly past you. And that's the same thing we do with love is we, you know, wait, wait, wait until we're with that person. And then we missed all those years where we were just single and hanging out with our friends and et cetera. So don't rush just because you like one person and they don't like you back. I promise you it's not the end of the world, even though it feels like it is. And even though I know it's so hard to see that person, just distract yourself with other people around you, with good friends, with a good hobby, a good side hustle, going to the gym, like finding something that you love to do that will better yourself will help you get over this person and also and also better the relationship you have with yourself. The next thing we're going to go through is how to deal with toxic girls in a friend group. (sighs) This is honestly the worst, one of the worst things to go through. Okay, maybe that's a little bit dramatic, but I think as a growing female, that's one of the worst things to go through because for so many years of your life, you're very dependent on your friends, you know, especially in middle school and high school. In college, I think you definitely have more independence and freedom when it comes to your friends because in high school and middle school, you're, you know, put into your middle school and high school, no matter what. It's just based off where you live. That's it. All of a sudden now, where you live decides who you're going to see for the next four years while you're in high school. So you're forced to be with all these people you're you're with in high school. In high school, we're so dependent on our friend groups and the people around us because it's not quote unquote normalized to sit in the cafeteria alone and eat your lunch. And I don't think, I don't think you should do that. I don't think that is, I, I think that it shouldn't be normalized. I think everyone should have like friends that they want to sit with or something that they want to do for lunch. So yeah, I think that when you're in high school, you're going to be dependent because you don't want to sit in the cafeteria alone. You don't want to go to prom and not have anyone to dance with. You don't want to go to pep rally and sit in the bleachers by yourself while you see everyone else cheering with each other or miss out on Friday night football games or, you know, whatever. And we're kind of forced to be dependent on the people around us when we're in high school because we don't want to be alone doing things. And I think that sucks that it's that way. And I honestly did not like high school at all. And I don't think I realized how much I hated high school until I graduated high school. And I was like, wow, high school sucked. Like that was the worst four years of my life. And college is so amazing. I love college. You have so much independence and freedom when you're in college. But yeah, like I said, when you're in high school, you're super, super dependent on the people around you. And so I think if you're dealing with a toxic friend group while you're in high school, but you don't want to leave them because you're like, I don't want to be alone. Like I, you know, I don't want to eat lunch alone and I don't want to do this alone and that alone. Like I want to have a friend group, even though they're not the best friend group, I still want to have one. And I do think it's totally normal to put up with those things just because you don't want to be alone in high school. But at the end of the day, you have to think about how much, like how much is it actually damaging you? What are these girls doing that's really damaging you? And dealing with toxic girls can be really tough. The thing is, is I've been a toxic girl. Maybe not toxic, but I've been an insecure girl. I've been a jealous girl. I've been a competitive girl. I've been that. I've been there. I've I've done that. Like I've been one of those girls and I've been friends with a lot of those girls and I've seen a lot of those girls And let me tell you something, it all has to do with their insecurity. And here's how I know is because when I was in high school, 
I didn't think twice about like being mean to someone who did something to me. And I, I, don't, I was never just mean for no reason. You know, I wouldn't just see someone in the hallway and like push them against the locker and be like loser. You know, like I was never mean for no reason. But the second someone disrespected me in any way, disrespected me or one of my friends or, you know, anything, my family, like anything that someone did that pissed me off in high school that like a girl did, I didn't hold back and I like confront her right away. And now when someone has something to say about me, I don't care because I just know my worth and I know, you know, I know that I better myself. So I don't care because I have such a good relationship with myself. But when I was in high school, I had a horrible, horrible relationship with myself. I did not like myself. I was super insecure, which would make me get jealous super easily. It would make me think everyone was out to get me. It made me think everyone was trying to be in a competition with me when really no one cared, you know? So I think because I was so insecure in high school, I might've come off as one of those toxic girls that you're talking about. And now that I'm obviously not one of those girls anymore, and I'm not saying I was like, you know, the biggest, the biggest bully in school, not at all, but I'm just saying in general, like I was not the nicest person to other people because I had problems with myself that I was fighting. So I think that if you're dealing with a toxic girl that's in your friend group, I think number one, if you're like really close with this girl, I would confront her and just be like, hey, like what's what's like going on? Like what did I do to you? Why do you make me feel this way? You make me feel ABC and I know that it could be changed if you like changed it this way. I don't like how you do that. And you confront it. And like if she really cares about you and values your friendship, she'll make those changes, you know? But if she's kind of like, I don't do that. Like you're dramatic, then bye. I hate people who are kind of like, they don't validate someone else's feelings. Even if you think something someone is crying over is the stupidest thing ever, like you're like, why is that girl crying over that? Why is she upset over that? That makes no sense. She's so dramatic and sensitive. This is where the problem is. This is exactly where the problem is, is we see girls as sensitive, crazy, psycho. Like these are things that girls get called on a daily basis. Why? what makes them sensitive? What makes them crazy? These situations that are being put in front of them is what makes them look out that way. So I've seen it. Guys call it to girls. I've seen girls call it to girls. And it's honestly heartbreaking when you see girls bringing down other girls, especially at this time and age, because there's just no reason. Like people need to remember there's room for everyone at the top. And that's where toxic girls step in is because they don't see that. They think they have to be at the top. And for them to be at the top, everyone has to be at the bottom. But the truth is there's room for everyone up there. There's not just, you know, one billionaire in the world. There's not just one successful woman in the world. There's hundreds of thousands, millions of these people. So people need to remember that there's room for everyone up there. And if you keep that in your mind, and you just remind yourself like, okay, this girl is having her own issues that I'm not a part of. She's just taking it out on me. You're going to kind of feel a little bit better and not take anything that she says to offense. But honestly, I would distance myself from these people. If you confront the situation and nothing is being done about it, I would 100% just be like, I'm out. Like I would distance myself. You don't have to completely cut them off if you you know, want to be in a friend group still while you're in high school until you're able to branch out in college and make new friends. But if I like, I look back and I see that I dealt with that and I dealt with people who didn't make me feel good about myself. And I dealt with people who brought me down a lot. You know, I dealt with all these things and 
people that just like made me feel super insecure. And I was like, why am I dealing with this? And I know that sometimes it's easier said than done because you're like, but I've been friends with this person for years. Like I've known this person forever and I'm going to see them for the rest of my life. I get it. It can definitely be difficult to let someone out of your life and distance yourself. But at such a young age, as women, we're growing every single day. Our self-love journey is every single day, you know, and it's definitely not easy to go through that journey while people are kind of trying to bring you down, but you're going to outgrow people. And whether that's a hard pill to swallow or not, you're going to outgrow these people that you consider toxic right now. Like they're not even going to be in your life in a few years. Everything that they say, you decide if it gets to you. You decide if it means something. You decide if their opinion is actually valued. If you let what every single person in the world says affect you, you're not going to get anything done. And I've learned that the hard way. I've like learned like anytime someone would say something bad about me, I would let it get to me right away and I would let it affect whatever I was doing. And now that I have such a good relationship with myself and I'm surrounded by people who I love, you know, and that I know love me. It's like you have such a different outlook on all these people who treated you horribly because you're like they are not even in the picture. Like there's no one to bring me down because I will bring myself back up. So once you kind of work on the relationship you have with yourself and you just start focusing on who you are and how you can better yourself, these people are just going to be background noise and that's it. And that's where you kind of need to put them. You need to put them as background noise, not something that's going to get in your path. It's definitely not an easy thing to deal with. And it can really suck. And it's kind of just irritating sometimes because you're like, okay, but why are you saying that? I get it, but that's their thing. And I promise you, once they hopefully get to a place of self-love and self-forgiveness, they're going to look back and be like, wow, that's so embarrassing that I was like that. Trust me. The next question that I got is how do I allow trust again in my future relationships when my past relationships made me lose it? Again, this is something that's super difficult that a lot of people go through. I think regaining trust after being broken in a relationship is really tough because as women, we are known to give everything when we are in a relationship. You know, we get into a relationship, we give this person our hearts, we give them all of our love, all of our care, and our mother instincts kind of tune in and we're just like so caring with them and we just want to keep them safe and love them and everything. And that can sometimes be a little bit difficult because we're like, I'm giving them everything. Like, I hope they want to give it back to me and, and everything. And let's say you've been dating someone for a couple months or a year or two years, maybe even 10 years that you're married to someone or something. And then they cheat on you or they lie to you or they go behind your back. And then you're kind of just like, well, I, I gave you everything. I gave you my heart. I gave you my mind. Like I gave you every single piece of me. I gave away everything in this relationship and you just shattered it is one of the worst things anyone can go through because giving someone your heart and trusting someone with your heart or telling someone something in confidence and having it be destroyed, you never, ever want to do it again. You never want to give someone else your heart, right? So like, let's say you're with a guy for like a year or two and he cheats on you and you're just like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to take my, I'm going to take my heart back from you. You know, you don't get to keep that anymore and you take it and it's all, bruised and scratched up and has band-aids on and it's just all broken you're gonna hold that in with you and you're gonna just let it let yourself keep crying and sulking over it but you're not gonna want to result resort and I think it goes different ways I think obviously at first you're gonna be super like sad and just be like like 
I really just got to get over this. And I think part of you is going to be like, I want to be with someone else to get out of it, but not like be with someone else, just like do things with them and not get into a serious thing. But the problem is, is that we can't live like that forever. You know, we can't just try to heal a broken heart with other broken things. I think when it comes to a broken heart, after you just lose trust in a relationship, I think that you should work on healing that heart yourself before you give it to someone else to heal because no one else could heal your heart besides you. Whether you think like, oh no, the new guy I was with really healed my heart. It's because you let him do that. It's because you took steps to have him heal your heart. You did that, not him. You did it. And I think not a lot of people resort to healing themselves. I know on TikTok I've seen, I know I always like go back to TikTok, but I know I've seen a lot of people kind of post about how after a breakup, they started going to the gym and started eating right. But even if you do that, you're still going to have nights where you're crying and you're sad and you miss them and you hate what they did to you and and everything. But I think that if you start working on healing on your heart yourself, it will be easier for you to get into a relationship again. Now, let's say this guy cheated on you. He broke your heart. Now you have your heart back, right? And you're single. Work on healing your heart, right? Let's say you took like a year off of dating and just a year of just working on yourself. You were going to the gym. You were creating healthy habits. You were going on long walks, listening to podcasts. You started a small business. Like let's say you really got your stuff together during this breakup because you were like, I need to heal my own heart. And let's say you heal your own heart. And now there's a guy that wants to take you on a date and it's a guy that you like. And you go on the date and you're like, okay, my heart is healed, but I don't want someone else to break it. Like, I don't want to give him my heart again. I don't want to give him the chance to break it. I understand that could be a super difficult thing to go through is having a guy ruin your trust and then trying to give another guy a chance to keep that heart together. Because your heart can get broken more than once, of course. I think that now that you know that you are capable of stitching your heart back together, it shouldn't fear you as much. And something else is when it comes to losing trust in one guy and trying to find it in another guy, this current guy that you're with, he doesn't deserve to not have your trust. You know, it's like you can't look at it like, universal guys one guy broke my heart which means the next five are going to break my heart like no you have to think about it that guy did this guy is a whole new person than the other other guy I was just with you know like he has a whole new different personality a different mind a different heart a different soul a different you know way to think about me so he doesn't deserve for me to not trust him unless that guy that you're currently with gives you any red flags where you're like, ah, maybe I shouldn't trust him. That's different. But if this guy is the most loyal person, you know, but you just don't want to let him in because of your past relationships, that's not fair to the guy you're with. And I know that it sucks to keep putting yourself out there and to get rejected and to get cheated on and to get lied to and to get betrayed. I get it. But once you learn that the loyalty of the person that you're with is true you kind of just have to be like, you know what? It's not fair for me to pick fights because of it. And I'm telling you, if you heal your heart before getting into that second relationship after heartbreak, you will look at it look at it with a different perspective because you know at the end of the day, no matter how much you're going to love and care for this man, whether you marry him or whether it's a one-month fling and you're done with it, no matter what, you always need to keep at the back of your mind and the back of your heart, the back, 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 no matter what, I'll be okay on my own. No matter what, I got me. You know, it doesn't matter how loyal and caring and loving this person is to you. You need to make sure that you know, like, I got me if they don't. Like, it's okay. Like, if they really, if they really, like, you know, F up or something, I got myself. Like, it's fine. And once you kind of remember that, you're going to be more 
confident giving your heart out and trusting again. So don't jump into relationships. Don't depend on other people to heal you. Heal yourself before giving someone else your heart. Okay, the next thing I'm going to talk about is how do I avoid fights in my relationship? I think that there's no way to completely avoid arguments or fights. I think it's actually really healthy to fight and argue because if you're in a relationship and you're like me and my boyfriend never fight, like we don't get into arguments, we don't fight. He always does everything to, you know, make me happy and we get along. I think that's honestly not healthy because the problem with that is there will never be someone who has absolutely no problem with something that you do. Like, like, no matter how much you love someone, there's always going to be one thing where you're like, that bothers me about them, right? So when you say, oh, we don't fight, we don't argue, there's something being bottled up on one side, whether it's you, whether it's the person you're in a relationship with, there is something being bottled up on the inside of you guys that's like not coming out because one of you doesn't want to fight or argue. And I think that's where I get super unhealthy because fighting sucks no one wants to fight. If you're like in the beginning of a relationship, and I think this was more when we were younger, it's like if someone, if some guy was super nice to you and you're like young, you're like, oh, I want to like pick fights with him. I want to be with someone who's mean to everyone except me. I want him to get mad at me because maybe it's just for some people who read books. But as you get older, you realize fighting with your partner is actually horrible and you don't want the drama. You don't want the excitement. You're like, no, no, no. I don't need the excitement from fighting. Like I, I don't want to deal with that. I think that there's different ways to avoid it, obviously, but I do think that it's definitely very healthy to have arguments and fights because if you're in a relationship and you're going to be with this person for the rest of you know, your life, you're going to want to know things about them and that can sometimes escalate into a fight. So number one, you have to know how your partner wants to be treated when they are upset, angry, jealous, stressed out anxious, etc. So every single person, you know, when they're upset, they want to be treated in a different way. Some people want to vent. Some people want to cry. Some people want advice. Some people want to just be hugged for hours. Everyone wants to be treated differently when they're upset. And knowing how your partner, and this isn't something you're going to find out right away, but knowing how your partner wants to be treated when they're upset is a huge thing to know because sometimes if you're in a the bad mood and you get home and you just want to cry and your partner is like trying to give you advice on how to get through the situation you're just like I can't hear this right now I just want to cry and then they're like well I'm trying to help you like maybe I shouldn't help you and then all of a sudden it turns into a bigger fight on top of what you were already stressed out about and now it somehow looks like it's your fault it's not your fault it's not their fault it's no one's fault. You just need to know how you guys need to be treated when you fight and whether this is something that it takes it definitely can take time to find out like how someone needs to be treated. But once you know how someone that you're dating wants to be treated when they're in a certain mood, that makes a huge difference in the relationship because it's like, okay, like now we're going to avoid another fight. Now I'm going to be able to help this person instead of turning it into a fight. So that's the number one thing that I want to stress because I feel like it's not talked about too much, but it's definitely super important. Number two is don't ever bottle something in, you know, how I don't also don't say everything. So I, like I said, like I said before, I'm someone that I used to always say everything that was on my mind. The second someone upset me, I'm telling you that you upset me and I'm telling you why you upset me. The second someone made me mad, same thing. Now that I'm at more peace with myself and 
in a better place with myself and my mind and my mental health and my emotional health, I, if something bothers me, I think to myself, I'm like, okay, is this going to actually bother me past the end of the day? Like, is this going to bother me in five minutes? Is it going to bother me in five hours, five days, five weeks, five years? I don't care. Is this something that's going to bother me when I wake up tomorrow morning or am I going to eat some food, sleep, and wake up fine, you know, because sometimes we're just a little bit hungry. Sometimes we just need some sleep. Sometimes we're a little cranky. We need a shower. You know, it all depends. So you need to think to yourself is what he is. Did he just make a stupid comment? Is this stupid comment going to upset me in the long run? Or am I going to be fine with it when I wake up tomorrow morning? The second you have the answer to that, if you're going to wake up tomorrow morning and think about this comment and be upset about it, say something about it. Say something. Just be like, why would you say something like that? Why would you do something like that? Whatever it was. So once you kind of learn the five-minute rule is what I call it. I don't know if that's a thing already. I don't know if it's a thing that I just made up. I don't know. Um, once you kind of have that rule in your head and you're like, okay, this isn't going to bother me in a little bit. I'm not going to say anything about it. I think it's better because you're going to bottle up the things that didn't matter. So it's not really going to be bottled up. It's just going to fly out the window. But if you bottle up the things that matter, one day you're just going to explode and it could totally – you know, stop the relationship. If you just list all these things that made you mad, you're just going to fire up and flip out so much that you're going to be like, yeah, this relationship's over. I just realized I can't put up with all of this. When really, if you told your person that they did something that pissed you off in the beginning, maybe they would have changed it. Maybe they would have done something different to make you happy. But instead you bottled it all in and now you're like, oh, like I just exploded and now we're not together anymore, you know? So I think that don't bottle things in, but also don't say every single thing. The last thing when it comes to avoiding fights is communicating. Like you need to communicate with your partner. This kind of goes back to the five minute rule too. It's like you need to communicate your feelings, but you need to learn again how your partner likes to be treated. How do they like to be talked to after you just upset them? Do they want to be talked to? There's some relationships where a partner, a relationship will get into a fight, a boyfriend and girlfriend will get into a fight and the girlfriend wants to talk about all of it and solve it before they go to sleep. But the boyfriend is like, no, I don't want to talk about it because if I talk about it, I'm going to get more mad and say other things I don't mean. And then you're kind of just like, okay, well, what do I do? Because I can't go to sleep without us being resolved. You know, I think that once you learn how to communicate and negotiate with each other and kind of meet in the middle, you'll be more at peace. I think setting a rule, this is like a rule that I always like have had, I think even with friendships, relationships, anything, if you're ever in a fight, you still need to say, I love you before going to sleep. That's something that kind of, I think keeps me grounded. And I think it's super important for people to have a rule like that. Like, okay, even though we're in a fight, like we're still going to say, I love you to each other because you never know what's going to happen, you know? So I think that that's something super, super important to remember as well as you need to have kind of a rule to be like, okay, even though we're fighting, this doesn't mean the relationship's over, you know? So communicating with your partner through things, not always screaming about things. And that goes back. If you let things bottle up, you will scream when you talk about everything. So yeah, that's kind of my advice when it comes to avoiding fights. I wouldn't wouldn't necessarily say avoid. I would say just kind of like settling fights because no matter what, you're going to get into fights and arguments with this person you know, this is the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life. So I think that's also super important. Just be honest with them. Don't lie to them. Be loyal and you're going to be good. The last question that I'm going to answer is how to stop being jealous, girls and relationships. I think jealousy is something, like I said, I said this for like every question because all these things are super relatable. 
Jealousy is something everyone feels, whether they admit it or not, or whether they see it or not. So I think that when it comes to getting jealous, like I said, it all has to do with the relationship you have with yourself. So if you know that you're someone that lives their best life, you wake up, you go to the gym, you know, and that obviously waking up, going to the gym, eating healthy isn't the best life for everyone. It's obviously for specific people. But when you kind of know like this is me at my best, this is me working towards myself, it's going to be very difficult for you to get jealous of other people because let's say – because for me, for example – Something I get insecure about or have been insecure about is my body and my skin. I've been insecure about the way my body looks. I've been insecure about the way my skin looks, especially sometimes when you have like bad pictures of yourself or bad angles and you're just like, oh my gosh, like I cannot believe that's what I look like. That is one of the worst things ever is when you see like, let's say you go somewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, like I feel so pretty. Like I did my hair and makeup so well. You take selfies. You're like, I feel so cute. And then you see a picture of yourself that night and you're like, what? Like, there is no way this is what I looked like. Like, this is the worst picture of me. I hate that feeling so much because I'll analyze and look at that picture and just be like, what? Like, I cannot believe I looked like this. So I think that when it comes to, you know, that whole thing of hating the way you look, but If you sometimes get insecure about yourself, but at the end of the day, you're like, you know what? I know I'm working towards myself. I know I go to the gym so I stop being insecure about my body. I know I do my skincare and eat healthy so I could fix my skin issues. I know I do all these things for myself. Once you're at that point of your life, you're going to feel a lot better about in general kind of just – not getting jealous about other girls. You're you're going to be like, okay, yeah, of course that girl is so beautiful, but I'm going to be beautiful and I am beautiful and I'm working on myself to become more beautiful every day. And you're going to be in a relationship and you're going to be like, you're not going to get jealous over the girls that he's friends with because you're going to be like, I know that he loves me because I love me. Why wouldn't he love me? And once you reach that point of just like, honestly, at the end of the day, I'm always like, I love myself and I know that this is why my partner loves me. Once you have that kind of mindset and then you're at the back of your mind, you're like, but if they decided to be an idiot and screw this up, that's their fault. That's their loss. Once you make that transition of I would be lost without them versus it's their loss if they do something to lose me, that's when you know when you're in a place where you can no longer get jealous. Maybe like little jealous, but not like to an extreme where you're overanalyzing everything. Again, circles back to the relationship you have with yourself and This is why I created this podcast because self-love journeys are not always beautiful, but they show you why you are. So once I kind of was going through my self-love journey, I was like, I feel like this isn't talked about enough. I feel like it needs to be talked about because there's so many different aspects of self-love journey. There's the good, the bad, the ugly, the beautiful. There's all these, but at the end of the day, they make up who you are today. And that is a beautiful human being who is growing every single day. And I know that sounded a little bit corny. I get it. But honestly, It's why I made this podcast is so that women can start to see it in themselves. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Those are all the questions I'm going to answer about relationship and friendship advice. I posted on Instagram this morning and said, give me topics for my new solo episode. So some of the ones that I got is how to grow amidst the uncertainty that the world is currently imposing, how to find motivation for a morning routine, Bible journaling, navigating life through college. So these are the ones I've gotten in the past hour. So definitely look forward to next week's solo episode. I will talk about all those things. I'm going to organize how I talk about them, but 
yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. Thank you to everyone who asked me questions. If you didn't ask me questions and you want to ask me some next time, you could follow me on Instagram at For You From Eve. I link everything in the description. So you can follow me on Instagram. And next time I post, you know, asking about a topic, you guys could just let me know which topic you guys want me to talk about. I try to get back to all of my direct messages. I pretty much do answer all my direct messages and comments. So if you guys have anything that you want to ask me or talk to me about, my DMs are always open for you guys. Thank you so much again for listening. I hope you guys have an amazing and safe weekend and I will talk to you next week. Bye.